Yes, Like a Girl podcast, Chloe. Thank you so much for having me. I'm literally so excited to be here. And for the listeners who don't know about Chloe's world, give me the elevator pitch. Who are you? What do you do? Where are you located? I love this. I feel like I haven't done this in a long time. So my name is Chloe Bromage. I am 23. I just turned 23, actually. Um, I'm located on the Gold Coast. I own an online health and fitness company. I'm always specialized in helping females repair their relationship with exercise and food. Um, And I'm also a mindset coach as well. (laughs) I love that. I feel like, do you ever have any hesitation about saying your age? Oh, all the time. Because the minute that you say how old you are, people are like, oh, And it's a completely different story. Whereas you don't tell them, they don't know. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, I was in a meeting the other day in Sydney and she's like, um, he was like, oh, and she's 24 and I'm sitting across from this woman and I'm like, yeah, I feel like that just cough blocked me hard. And it's like this thing of like, no, people don't care. But then I feel like when I was younger, I really wouldn't say my age because I felt like it cough blocked my opportunities. It does. And it's funny because it's like people are only intimidated at the end of the day they're actually just intimidated because they're like how is this person so much further ahead than me and I don't mean that in a disrespectful or rude way it's just the fact of the matter but yeah people are automatically like oh yeah shit no they can't have the money they can't have the opportunity whatever and it's like well I got myself here did I not right right and so when did you first get into the health and fitness space um, I was in business when I was like 19 or 20, but then probably from really early on, I was um, a gymnast when I was younger. So I've always very bit, like, been very active, very healthy. Um, and then I went through my own little, as a lot of females do, unfortunately, own, you know, time of dealing with a lot of disordered eating habits and things like that. And after I came out the back end of that, I was like, I have experienced this and I want to be able to make my own change in that. And I have firsthand seen that you can heal your relationship relationship with food in the right you know places and when you put yourself into that and commit to that I've seen how health has changed my entire life it's changed my mindset like the discipline that I have in the gym is discipline that then I can therefore apply to my relationships and my business and my money mindset and things like that so I love it (laughs) Uh, and I'm obsessed with it Do you know what I love about you, especially? I feel like so many women who have had a background in like really competitive sport bring that into business and there's no obstacle that they can't get through. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. It really is. And I even think my partner is a professional bodybuilder and I have friends who are either athletes or in certain sports. And I say that I'm like, you've just got a different kind of mentality. You really do. You know, it's like, well, exactly right. I've, I've faced these hurdles before. I know that I can push through my excuses. And as you well know, being in business usually is just about excuses and limiting beliefs and things that you make up about yourself that you've got to work through as well. Mm so fucking true (laughs) how has business kind of evolved you as a human oh my god I feel like I could talk about this all day I really did like you don't know unless you know right and I know you know but like you have no idea because I was like oh like it's just strategy it's just marketing you learn it and you apply it and then you make money the type of person that I have become since moving into business is huge because you have, as you know, you have to work on your projections, your limiting beliefs, the type of person that you show up uh, up as, your emotional intelligence, your emotional resilience. Like there's so many different things that you have to work on and work through. And I honestly truly didn't realize it was so hard until I did it. And I think I 100% don't believe that I would be the woman I am today if I didn't own a business and run a business. 
I so hand on heart believe that too. Like, yeah. It's And it's also just crazy to think about how much self-development work is in business. And I think that the people that are blinded to that, they, they think that running a business, you get all this freedom and this free time. And you're like, sweetie, I have no one telling me to get up and fucking do the work. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's that whole, you quit a nine to five or a 24 seven. And as much as like, yes, you do have freedoms that other people don't have exactly right. Most people aren't in the shower thinking about like, oh, if we do this and then we write this and then I've just got to call the accountant when I get out and then I've got to go here and do this. And exactly right. It's like, you have to get up every day for it to work. And actually what I love now, especially being in business is if you know anyone with a successful business, I automatically am like, fuck the type of person that you are is next level you just have like another and I don't mean that to people that don't own a business I'm not saying you're a bad person but I'm just like you've got another type of soul that just knows that they need to show up because it's so much harder than what people realize yeah and I I think I actually got into business when I was 19 I started a fitness retreat company and it was super interesting because I did not have emotional intelligence back then. And me and my partner were like, yeah, we just love traveling and exercising and all the things. And we started this company and it got really intense. And then all of a sudden I got to this point in business where I was like, I actually can't do this anymore. And luckily COVID happened and I you know, pivoted to online and then my business started thriving and all the things. But I realized that I fell in, out of love with that business because I was evolving as a human and I felt like my business wasn't evolving with me. And that's why I think it's so important of when you are starting your business being like, can I actually envision this long term or am I just going through a phase? Yes. And that's exactly why I always say you should never get into business to make money because yes, the ultimate goal is to obviously make money. That's the point. But like you say, if you're not willing to move through it, let it grow with you, evolve with you. There's no point because you're never going to be able to hold any of the success, let alone all the hardships either, because it like, it is so challenging. And yes. And I think also pointing out too, that, like you say, you're also allowed to evolve as a human. You're allowed to grow. You're allowed to change. And unfortunately, that's sometimes every new level that we really do get to, things can't come with us, whether that's people or limiting beliefs or actual businesses in general, sometimes shit can't come with you. And that's, I think, alone quite a hard concept to wrap your head around too. Yeah, and I think if you don't actually believe in what you're doing or believe that you're actually making an impact or building up some kind of purpose along that journey, it's just a fucking business. And you actually end up just finding it so fucking difficult when challenges do arise. Absolutely. And because people can see through that. Yeah. You know, like whether you would want to admit it or not, you can see when someone is doing something from the absolute heart or when someone's doing it out of whether it's a place of scarcity because they're trying to make money, whether they just have no idea what they're doing, whether they're copying somebody else, you can usually always tell. (laughs) It's an energy thing. It is always 100%. Now I want to change. I want to shift gears. You are known for being a very confident, young, spicy, false bitch. What is the practice behind the confidence and how have you kind of cultivated staying within that realm? Because I know like when you're, you know, when you're coming out of like that, that teenage year, it's really easy to be confident. And then I find as you get like a little bit older, it's so easy to lose it. Yeah. 
Totally. Because you, you, I think, you know, when you're younger, you're actually a bit delusional. You're like, I'm 17. The world revolves around me. Mm. I'm amazing. No, nothing can touch me. Like the only thing I have to worry about is my high school crush. And then like most people, you're faced in a world of like, whether it's uni, career, whatever it may be. Yeah. You're faced with so much more. Mm. I, I want to say that I am a bit delusional. I really think I have always been, and I actually posted a photo on my birthday of me when I was like three, and I'm like sitting down, I've got like a pink feather bowl on, I'm just like legs crossed, leaning against a table, like I'm fabulous. Like I have always had somewhat of a, this is me, and I'm gonna run with an energy, but I'm well aware that majority of people don't. At the end of the day, I think I've always just truly known that like, I'm the safest bet, and if I can back me, then so what? You know, because any choice that I've ever made that's been dependent on other people, other people's opinions, it's never once made me happy. Anything that I've ever done that's made me feel good, whether it's wearing specific outfits that I want, going to events, not going to events, spending money on things, not spending money on things, every choice that I've ever made that's in alignment with me makes me feel so good and therefore makes me feel so confident. And so whilst often I think backing, you know, onto being a female, while that's often like, you know, viewed as quite selfish or, you know, quite egotistical or like, you know, quite arrogant, I'm like, no, but it's your superpower because if you do everything, that is in alignment with who you want to be that confidence just glows and flourishes no matter what i love that i love that so you've pretty much boiled the recipe down that if you keep the promises with yourself and do what the fuck you want to do you stay within your confidence always and i think it's often thought that it's like if i was to step outside that I'm not going to find my people or people aren't going to like me or I'm going to be perceived as too much. That's the compliment. I mean, that's the, I say it's a compliment, but that's the criticism I get on a regular basis. Oh, you're so much. Why are you so this? But everybody in my life now, my partner, my friends, my family, they love me because of that. They hold me in that. They celebrate me in that. And so I feel like I did go probably through a bit of a dip of like, I can't do this. I'm not enough. Like you say, you get hit in the face coming out of being in high school or whatever it may be, you know, got smacked in the face or whatever of like, oh my God, this is the real world, right? But anything that I have in my life that I want to continue to keep in my life and grow and evolve is purely from me just being myself, which I think is huge. I love that. And I think like us growing up, I'm 24. So like there's not much age difference. Growing up with the internet I think it's very easy to become someone you're not. It's so it's like easier to become someone than you're not yeah. than it is to just be yourself. Like whether it's filters or mm. you know like and again it's so cliche but like Instagram's the highlight reel. So of course unintentionally you always post the happy shit. Well, you're not going to post a photo of you crying. Like mm. it just doesn't really work that way, right? Because we're, we're as humans we're quite private for some reason. I don't know why. I'm a, I'm an oversharer. <laughs> But, yeah, but like at the end of the day, yeah, because it's so easy to everyone's like, oh, you've got it all together. And you're like, I don't fucking feel like I've got it all together. But because people are looking at you from face value. So then it's very easy to look at yourself on face value. So when you don't look your best or you don't feel your best, you almost shame yourself for not feeling it. And it's like, but you're a human, you're not a robot. Yeah. And I feel like there is so much shame even between like even close friend groups when you are vulnerable you kind of even like unconsciously will shame yourself for even like sharing that. Like I've noticed doing that actually quite recently with my partner, I'll say something that's really vulnerable and really open and then kind of like shame myself for it. But I'm like, no, that's actually a human, that's a human experience. And just realizing these thoughts are just thoughts. 
Absolutely. And it's not always valid, but you're allowed to feel it. And mm. that is valid, you know, because as you said, like there's shit that we make up all the time and people can pretend that it doesn't, but we all do it. Like yeah. whether it's you make up scenarios or, or, you know, beliefs about yourself or you're grabbing beliefs from other people. Cause realistically your concept of self is just every single person around you's opinion of you, like in one, like that's your concept yourself really right and so yeah it's like my feelings are valid I'm allowed to feel this way but then I'm always like but why asking yourself but why do I feel this way but you know at the end of the day sometimes you just need to sit in front of the tv and have a good cry like sometimes that's just what needs to happen too 100% (laughs) agree what has been the biggest struggle for you this year in business I thought of it straight away holding success I didn't realize that there was an amount of emotional intelligence that you needed to be able to hold success. And and I'd like anybody that maybe hasn't experienced that might not understand what I actually mean by that. When I had my biggest like um, income, uh, like month, the biggest revenue month I ever had, I literally wanted to put all that in the bin. I was like, I, can't, I don't understand. It doesn't feel right for me. It was super weird. Like I couldn't, to be fair, my background with money wasn't always the greatest. It's fantastic now, but I have moved through a lot of that. Um, and so yeah, the minute that I had it, I was like, I can't do this. I don't deserve this. I, you know, I shouldn't be able to make this money and live this life while some people have to work a nine to five, fully disregarding all the hard work I have done to get myself here because we often just assume that any success that we have is a fluke. Oh, I'm so lucky to have the friends that I have. I'm so lucky to have the partner that I have and the job that I have and the career that I have. But it's like, but you worked for all those things. It's so much easier because it's downplaying. We get to downplay ourselves. And I often say for women, it's so much more attractive when you're humble. (laughs) And I said the other day that I think humble is an extremely overrated term. I don't believe that. I want to know all the things. I want you to scream your success from the fucking rooftops because to be able to celebrate yourself in that is so fucking beautiful yet I myself couldn't even do it I celebrate everyone around me Mm. my coach my mentor my mom my sister my partner I'm like you guys are amazing this is awesome and then when it got flipped back onto me I was like I don't want it I can't do it I don't know I don't know how I got here and it's 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 kind of thinking about that and talking about it now I'm like I can't believe I was ever in that position you know what watching you from an outside perspective I can see how fucking hard you work and your discipline is like insane. And, you know, I think that it is so easy to be like, oh my God, she is so lucky. Like, God bless her. Like, you know, God must have just done something different when she made her. It's like, no, I'm continuously (laughs) fucking working at the thing. Yeah, actually, someone had a DM, sent me a DM like two days ago. It was like, how does it feel to be God's favorite? That's literally what they said, which is why. And I was like, uh, good, I think. I was like, I don't know. But also, I've also learned that it's like, you have to meet people where they're at. And so I used to get like really flustered and really angry and like upset and like activated when people would be like, oh, you're so lucky. I'm like, you know, in my head, I would never say it. But in my head, I'd be like, well, fuck you. No, I'm not. You don't know what I do. And I would get like really reactive. Whereas now I'm like, that's okay. Because they don't understand. They don't have to understand. That's their path. That's cool. This is mine. And I know that, like you say, anybody in my life that knows me knows how hard I work. I know how hard I work. And at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. 120%. I feel even like similar within just not even sharing my wins with a lot of my previous friend group because of just this space of like, I didn't feel good about even just acknowledging that. And it's super interesting now. I've actually really tightened up my friend group and I feel like I have probably four friends and it's so fine. I'm so okay with it. Three. It's the best. 
Yeah. And I think, and it's so cliche again, but it's like quality over quantity, mm. right? And I actually, my best mate ever, and I met him probably like two years ago at my birthday dinner on Saturday night. I cheers to him and I said, I was like, cheers to not sitting at the same table this year that we were with last year. Not one single person at that table we knew like a year ago, but I said hats off to tightening up your friend group, understanding that just because someone is nice and kind and loyal doesn't mean you have to be their friend. Yeah. You know, because it's like if you're not challenged by that person and they can't celebrate you in your win and you can't ultimately be like, hey, look what I've done, how epic this is without feeling their projection of insecurity or whatever, what's the point? Yeah. Like I would rather go and celebrate it on my Literally. own, you know? And I don't mean that disrespectfully, but like you say, exactly. It's awesome. You got three, four friends that are just like, fuck you, you're awesome, this is amazing. Look at you go, let's buy you a balloon, let's do all the things, have a dinner for you. Yeah. Then being sitting in a room with 50 people that couldn't give a crap. Yeah. It's not worth Amen. it. And I saw last month you did a live speaking event. How was that? Give me the tea. It was so nerve wracking. That is the first time that I have been nervous in like, I said I needed it like in so long, like I was at the back and of course we weren't on until like 2 p.m. and it was a full day event. So like all day I was just walking around like, <laughs> oh my God. Um, it was really, really awesome. In the end, I'm like, I want to do this more. Yeah. Like this is something that I'm actually really passionate about. And it's so funny because like, even though, like you say, I'm perceived as very confident, the minute that I, my hand on the microphone was shaking and so was my foot the entire time and after I was like I need everyone's feedback they're like that was awesome you were so confident and inside I was like sweating yeah. my heart was going um but yeah to be fair I probably shot myself in the foot with not saying the things that I necessarily wanted to say because nerves just get in the way and you literally are like what's my name again yeah <laughs> such a good opportunity and I was actually on the panel with my partner which was like such a cool thing for our relationship as well yeah, yeah I love that I'll have to put you in touch with my friend he actually he comes over from America and he's a international like like motivational speaker and he loves yeah, Australia wow. so he always wants to set up events he's like do you know people that want to speak you know so I'll definitely put you in touch Thank you. That's amazing. I love that. I'm here. I'm, I'm, I need a new yeah. challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. And so if there was one thing that you could go back and say to yourself before you got into business, into this self-development journey, what would you say? It's going to sound so cliche, but it's just like fucking believe in yourself. And also don't waste your time on boys. And again, as cliche as that sounds, like you get so wrapped up in so much and it's like, I just think about, I'm like, okay, I've gotten this far at 23. And to be fair, I've gotten this far kind of in the last 12 months. Imagine like how much further I would have been along if I just hadn't wasted so much time worrying about so many other things. Who's gonna love me? Who am I gonna find? And I only say that because I know so many females who do that. So many females older than me, younger than me. For some reason, we just think that we're half a person and that we need to have someone else. It's like, you're a whole fucking person. Believe that you're a whole person. So that's probably actually what I would say. <laughs> yeah, and like, let's go into that actually, because I, I wanna do this like segment where we kind of like talk about all of the hot tea. And so I'm gonna start like by, obviously you you and your man are fitspo couple. You're, you Everyone looks at mm -hmm. you and they're like, what a fucking hot couple. But there's so much that goes more into that. You know, you're you're both a very two driven humans. And so how do you lay that foundation of obviously two really busy people and like building a relationship together? 
I am really grateful that Corey has actually taken the lead on that because this is, I would say, probably my first serious relationship. He is seven years older than me, so he's got a little bit more life experience on me than anything yeah. else. Um, but it's it's asking yourself, well, how bad do I want it? Mm really and we actually look at our relationship as like a third person so we often talk about there's him there's me and then there's the relationship and it's like we need to tend to that third party because it's it's it it makes it a lot easier to communicate it makes it a lot easier to be less reactive and and just like going to the gym for ourselves and you know seeing girlfriends and doing that and working on our businesses that's like having a partnership is something that we actually both really want and I think I had never been in a relationship now until someone that really wanted it and so now that I've actually got that I'm like oh shit it actually can work but I think I'd spent too much time and energy previously in the past trying to make something out of situations that like if I'm honest with myself I knew it wasn't a two-way street it was a one-way street Mm -hmm. and so yeah he's definitely taken the lead in regard to like you know and we talk about it all the time like we do schedule in dates like both of our google calendars we have a conjoined google calendar we have dates that we book in weeks and months in advance we have like certain times that we block out that we call like couple time and it means like no phone phones on do not disturb like away because it's so easy to call quality time sitting across from the table from each other doing work it's so easy to do that yeah i so resonate with that and so when you're building this relationship when you're building this business what is there any kind of self-sabotage that you've had to overcome Oh, like, yes, I would. I'm going to say that I have quote unquote, a big daddy issues hat that I could sit on top of here right now. I am. Yeah. And to be fair, you know, what's so funny, majority of females in business and female entrepreneurs have daddy issues. Every single one that I know was like, you got daddy issues. I went on a yacht party with like a bunch of millionaires and I was like, how the fuck do they know this? All of them, because it brings out the masculine side of females that go in and want to work hard and crush it, which is so Mm. funny. Um, For me, the self-sabotage piece has been kind of just like being really avoidant and not being able to be as vulnerable as I thought I was. It's like, I'm so vulnerable, what do you mean? And then he will like look me in the eye and ask me all these questions and I'm like, oh my God, like what do you mean you want to know so much about me? And then in turn, that can kind of lead into where you can even you know, have dysregulated relationships with clientele as well. Not consciously, but sometimes if things aren't going well in your relationship or vice versa, not going well in your business, that can lead into your relationship, whether it's like money trouble or just being stressed, etc. You can go into taking it out on your partner or taking it out on your business rather than looking at them again as two separate entities. So I think like really keeping things separate is like so important for me. It's something that I actually need to remind myself of. I'm like, why do I I feel so stressed and overwhelmed and whatever. It's like, well, I haven't had a date night in two weeks or I've been all about my business and haven't had a day off and things like that. So yeah, no, I totally resonate. It's funny you even saying that because right now me and my partner are living in two different countries. So I'm like in the process of moving over to the States and God, it is actually so fucking hard. Like we obviously just have to really be really vulnerable and be really honest in this like time of separation, but I've noticed this real piece of like, because I'm not there yet, I'm just like, well, what am I doing? You know, your mind starts to just wander. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Stop making shit up. (laughs) Literally. I'll start making bullshit up in my brain. And I feel like it is so, it's one of those practices. And I actually, we speak a lot, me and my partner about his ex. And I think one of the things that I noticed is if you're not actually vulnerable from the start, it's really hard to build that later. 
Huge. Yeah. And this is where the social media aspect thing came on about it. And my my uh, partner's best friend and I were talking about this yesterday about females and makeup and filler and Botox. Nothing about the makeup and the filler and the Botox. It's about what are you trying to cover in yourself? Mm. What don't you like about you? Because majority of the time, for and again, I love wearing makeup. I'm like here for it. I love it. It makes me feel really good. Mm. But what often, yeah, what often you see is if you can't even be like vulnerable with your partner and like not wear makeup around them or you feel really insecure, if you can't comfortably have sex with someone and be open about what you actually want in that partnership and the things that you like and don't like, exactly right how can you expect there to be any trust along the way but majority of the time it comes down to your own self-trust it's about you not feeling comfortable in your own self and trusting yourself enough to be vulnerable to express your emotions your wants and your needs and things like that how can you expect someone else to tend to you in any level emotionally you know physically whatever if you can't even be honest with I know you. and I think it's such a big point as well to actually dive into that I feel like too many women have never experienced an orgasm and they wonder why and I feel like there's a there's a big piece of male and porn of course but I think there's a huge piece of like us not actually vocalizing our thoughts and like making them think that we're mind they're mind readers and they're not no Absolutely. And also having a a sexual relationship with yourself Mm. because how can you expect somebody else to please you if you literally don't even know what you like? And I know some females are like real turned off by that, but at the same time, like you just said, you can't expect him to just know how everything works because, you know, for guys, everything's the same for females we're all different so it's one of those things exactly and yeah my partner's really big and he is a male coach as well and talks about the male and porn side of things but i agree you need to meet yourself in the middle it's like he expresses his needs and men often are really comfy with that but you need to take responsibility as a female to go and work out what it is and understand that it can be fun there doesn't have to be like shame or guilt yeah. around it. And like, where, like you said, whether expressing, I've never had an orgasm or whatever you need to say, like it gets to be fun if you let it. Yeah. And like men love a good challenge. They just exactly right. Know what exactly the challenge right. is. Uh, yeah. You've got to give them a little bit, uh, at least a map. <laughs> right. And so how is your yeah. sex life? Oh, it's great. It's I so great. It's so good. Like, again, I want to, I keep putting that he's seven years older than me, but I think having someone that's not even like more sexually experienced, but I suppose having someone that like is really, really comfortable in himself, but also again, someone that really cares about me and my pleasure too, because a lot of females, whether it's myself in the past or friends that I've talked to, like they, again, they don't know how to express, but it's just a one way street with the men. It's like, how quick can you get it in and get it out and done? And it's like, it doesn't need to be that way. And I also think even just on the side of like entrepreneurship, it doesn't have to be sex all the time, but it's making time for intimacy full stop. Yeah. So whether it's just like you're hugging and kissing or laying with someone or even just talking about how you feel, because as females, like we say, if you are too much in here, yeah nothing else is going on you your brain is on another planet you nothing else gets going on but if you can talk to your partner about what is going on in your mind all those sorts of things i think it's it's awesome and i think because corey has given me so much safety mm-hmm. in allowing me to be able to express how i feel how i don't feel what i like what i don't like there's like nothing that i'm not comfortable you know doing or being with him because it's just it's epic i love it. i love that and i, I actually so my partner is 36 and yeah. he does not look at it all. And God, he's got the youngest soul. But I was going to say, I think I've seen a photo of him. 36, wow. He looks like he's 20. <laughs> the dark skin is so lucky, you know. But I feel like the same. I feel like there's so many 
reasons in my previous relationship that I feel like there was so much baggage that I was holding on and projecting on because I didn't feel safe. And when you have that safe container and I, and I totally believe in like not settling, like it took, it took me to go overseas and I actually would actually always say this though. I was like, my man's always overseas. I just couldn't get along with Aussies very well. You manifested it. <laughs> so I feel like it's that part of like, if you don't feel safe and comfortable, check in. And that's definitely something that you need to communicate because they, that's Absolutely. the biggest piece of being into like being intimate and vulnerable. Absolutely. Yep. And it's like, and yeah, and safety in your own body too. Cause what I didn't realize whether it was like, you need to feel safe in trusting yourself. Mm. Like you say, in terms of female orgasm to actually have an orgasm because it's like a full fucking experience and you can have the best time of your life, but you actually have to be willing to let go in order to have that. And because feminine energy is surrendering for someone like myself and probably yourself included, who's super masculine, no, I can fucking do what I want and say what I want and be who I want. And and that's hard. The surrendering piece for me is the hardest yeah. part. I'm like, no. <laughs> and with your partner, do you find that, it, it does he have more of a masculine or more of a feminine energy? Feminine, yes, 100%. Same. But in the most beautiful way, yeah he knows the dance between the two, which yeah. I love. But he, I'm quite lucky that he, again, maybe not lucky, I am grateful mm. that he has got a lot of education around it. So if I'm sitting too far in my masculine, he will point it out and he knows. And, and it, but like, yeah, 100%, I think I've always actually been attracted to feminine men. Like all of my ex-boyfriends were creatives and that's quite a feminine yeah. energy. And I only kind of realized whilst doing the work after, I was like, well, it makes sense because I'm so logical, go here, do there, be this, whatever. And I need someone who's a little bit more free flowing. <laughs> and you know what? I actually listened to a podcast the other day and it's like, if I had someone that was the exact same as me, I would so struggle. And I've had, I have had it before in the past, but I feel like I always have to ring and anchor that in because sometimes he gets too much in his flow. And I'm like, I just need a bit of structure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You're like, okay, just at least tell me the ballpark of the time we're going to lunch. Like, come on, 11, 12. It's yeah. funny. It is, it's, he's actually really good with time, but I think it's like, for me is I actually love just a really solid foundation routine. And when we're both traveling, it's very hard. And he loves to be, you know, he's that fun human. Like he's just hilarious, always cracking jokes. And I guess I'm like, oh, I actually want to work. Like, like, yeah, even it's so funny because you probably wouldn't feel safe to do that without having him there being like that, yeah. right? And so it's so funny the way that like, it's the opposite attract thing and it's exactly that it's exactly that but what's really funny for me too is that I have been really comfortable now to be more feminine since being in a relationship like I didn't realize fucking like I was like but I didn't know at the time I was super unconscious to it also had no idea but my thing was like hustle get in get it done don't tell me what to do kind of vibe where it's like now I'm like yeah, make me dinner and let me sit on the couch. La, da, da, da. Like I can be a bit of a princess about oh, it. Do you know what? That's so fucking the same for me because I feel like of my upbringing too, I was just so masculine. I moved out home really young and I was just like, let me do all the fucking things. And now I'm in this energy of like, oh my God, I get to actually be in my feminine and not feel like I'm being too relaxed because I feel so safe in this container. 
absolutely yeah because you don't because yeah my thing was i'm unproductive and i'm not good enough if i slow down that was my thing so i'm like if i'm not working and same thing i moved out of home when i was like bang on 18 i was like bye guys see ya and have supported myself ever since then so that's very comfortable for Mm -hmm. me but what i didn't realize like that comfortable was more like fight or flight right and so as females usually we do lean more towards the feminine side like we're supposed to anyway and whilst I truthfully do believe that you know there's some people that are just more masculine or feminine doesn't matter if you're male or female but when I even find photos of myself like that one I said I posted from a little girl I've literally been the most fairy princess like since forever since forever (laughs) and I feel like it's so beautiful that you know we get to step back in this energy that also makes us feel really empowered, especially within your business as well, because you, you honestly can bring that feminine energy in. I remember from a young age, I thought that you had to be really masculine to run a business. Yeah, absolutely. Me, no, me too. And, and I always know because if I'm too masculine, my creative skills go out the fucking window. Mm. Like I can't write anything, I, whether it's copy or I'm creating a course or whatever. Like I literally sit down and I'm like, I have no idea. Like I have, I, I, nothing is coming to me. And usually if I look at that previous week or even a couple of days, I'm like, well, when did you let yourself be once? Like you were at the gym here, driving here on the phone, doing this, like that's all great and well. And sometimes you need to do that to be a business owner, but like there's no sitting still or reflecting or being, and, and that can be quite hard to balance after a while. And you do burn out if you don't balance it. Yeah. I know burnout, I think for, for people, like us, like for humans that are like literally dedicated to the bigger picture, it's way too easy to burn out. It's, yes, I burnt out in what year is it? 2021 in the middle of, and it was one of the worst things I have ever experienced. And like, I didn't even fully let myself feel those things. I was like, oh, I'll be right, get up and get on with it. And I think if I hadn't had friends who were like, what are you doing to yourself? But yeah, I agree because it's because when you love it too, like you say, when you when you see the big picture and it's amazing and you love it, and my partner and I sometimes we call ourselves out on it because we would sit there on a Sunday and like type away doing things because it's so fun. But it's like humans weren't made to do that, yeah. you know. Like you're not a robot. Like and it well, and I think it's it's finding your own balance, right? Mm. Because some people can't work all the time some people can walk all the time but you need to just find what works best for you too i agree and i feel like right now for me personally it's going through a different season like i'll go into my full love bubble and that's all i'll be in and it's like so bliss but then like right now i'm in a work mode and like for the next month it's just going to be all about work and i actually don't mind it because i feel like i really get into the grind but i know that i need to take two weeks off yeah yeah and for me i i actually took a fair chunk of time off over december purely i made sure that i locked it in early so that i didn't cheat myself out of it like i'm like hacking my own brain because i'm like i know that it would get to the end of november and i'd be like no it's fine i'll just work but i agree because it's like oh wow i'm gonna push so hard now to tick all the things off that i need to tick off and then i'm gonna have an awesome couple you know weeks off whatever it may be like you say and i love the idea of seasons too because i think like you know, you know, there's a season of the hustle season and the flow season, but then there's a season of like, you know, romance and the season of whatever it looks like in your life. And I think that's really fucking beautiful as well because you cannot expect yourself to stay still. Like you're not a tree. Yeah. <laughs> you can get up and move kind of vibe. I love that. <laughs> now I want to go into a quick rapid fire question. So I'm just going to punch these at you and I know you're going to be good at this because you're Speedy Gonzalez. Yes, I am. Something you've never told publicly. Oh, I don't even know. I feel like I tell everyone public everything. 
actually have no okay, idea. Okay, we'll go to the next one. What's your favorite sex? Yeah, I'm like reverse cowgirl. Me too. <laughs> Soulmates. <laughs> if you had to choose between coaching clients or never training again. Oh, that's so I mean. Know. Never training again. I love clients so wow, much. Wow, I didn't think you'd say that. Celebrity girl crush. Margot Robbie. Same. She's oh, everything. Oh. Yeah. Lastly, if you could have pre-workout or coffee and it's the last drink that you can ever have, which one would you choose? I'm going to say pre-workout because I'm not always in the mood for coffee. Yeah. Because, yeah, and which is weird because I surprised myself with that answer. But if I think about it, yeah, I think it's pre-workout. Chloe, thank you so much for coming on the Invest Like a Girl podcast. Thank you for having me. You're amazing and I can't wait to see. Wait, actually, I want to quickly ask you, what's next for you? Oh, my gosh, you know what? For the first time in my life, I'm so comfortable to say I actually have no idea. But, like, in the best way, like, I know, like, you know when you just know, I'm like, oh, it's going to, like, 2023, I'm like, oh, we're ready to go. I've got a few, like basic masterclasses group programs things like that coming mm-hmm. out um but in the process of like deciding whether to buy a gym for my like health and fitness business whether to keep it all online like there's just so many things but i'm yet to feel like anchored completely mm-hmm. if any of them so i'm just kind of letting my brain run with it and we'll, we'll see what happens <laughs> well i'm gonna link everything below and i'm excited to watch your 2023 journey thank you <laughs> thank you so much for having me